One of the things I really want everyone to think about by the time a series is done is the fact that the thought of money is not intuitive. Earning money is not intuitive. Spending money is not intuitive. Just thinking about what money is in general is just not intuitive. When we hear the words millions and billions, we often associate them together, meaning almost identical thing and large amount of money. But as a famous comedian once said, what is the difference between a million and a billion dollars? Well, it's about a billion dollars. Literally, think about it. Do the math. A billion dollars minus one million is nine hundred and ninety nine million dollars. It's about a billion dollars. These are astronomically two different numbers, the same way that if your boss wanted to pay you, I don't know, $1,000 versus $100,000, you're going to look at him funny when he offers you $1,000 because it's two astronomically different numbers. Now, when we think about a billionaire, we have to start understanding that the way that they earn and maintain their money is a lot different than you would think the way that we earn and retain our money. For instance, the goal of every person's retirement is to make enough money so that you can live off of the passive uh, residual income. For instance, the average person makes around $35,000 per year. That means they'll earn around $1.5 million in their lifetime. So a financial advisor would want you to hit that $1.5 million by the time you're 60 or 65. And then hopefully that $1.5 million would produce around, uh, let's see, some head math. Very in a very safe environment, it would produce around maybe 30 to 60 grand per year off of three to six percent interest rate, which means you would be drawing down from your principal of 1.5 million and you'd be spending some of your principal plus some of the interest you earn to retirement. Now, this is a podcast, so I don't like throwing that much numbers out there. So let me simplify those numbers to think about even further. The main number I want you to remember there is that people live off of their principal that they earn in their lifetime. And the average person earns around $1.5 million in their lifetime. Now, $1.5 million, that's just how much you make. If you've never spent anything, you'd have $1.5 million by the end. However, do you actually have $1.5 million in the bank till the end? No, of course not. The average person will be lucky to have around 146,000 in their bank by the time they retire. Of course, if you're an earned have a degree or you're a professional, your average income will probably be around 70 grand and higher, and your average income you can expect is probably around 2.7 million dollars. Um, just having earned that in total throughout working. Now, these are huge numbers. Don't get that wrong. That's a lot of money you earn in your lifetime. But remember, a billionaire has a thousand millions. They are astronomically on a different place. So if a person has a billion dollars net worth worth of assets and they can expect a 5% conservative return for that billion, that means if they do absolutely nothing, I'm talking about they don't lift a finger, they don't work at all. They can expect around $50 million a year 
just off their passive income. That's income that they don't have to work for anymore. That's a different ball game. That means that they basically can spend 25 lifetimes worth of money per year. So you may be asking yourself, what do billionaires do with their time and how do they keep getting richer? I mean, think about it. If you have a billion dollars, right? There's no nine to five job paying you 100 million. There's no nine to five job paying you 200 million. Sure, CEOs, they make a lot of money, but the average CEO only makes $10 million. So how do billionaires make so much goddamn money? You get to a point in life I'd call in the multi-millionaire range. So this is like the CEO range that makes around $10 million per year. Where you start to get to this point where literally just being tax efficient is the best way to raise your capital every year. So a CEO pays a ridiculous amount in taxes unless they have a ridiculously good accountant. So if they just find a state within the U.S. that has a lower tax bracket and maybe the CEO can he travels a lot during the year. So realistically, his permanent address can be wherever he wants him just moving to a state that charges lower in taxes can save him multi millions per year or him moving a portion of his assets outside the country. So maybe he likes to go to Europe a lot and a lot of his assets are in Europe and maybe the Europe doesn't charge him that much taxes. I mean, you know, maybe the income that he derives in Europe, once it goes there, he doesn't have to pay tax on it. You see, you can start to see a lot of these tax advantages that the CEOs start to prioritize their time towards, you know, in his business income, maybe he starts to realize, hmm, if I justify all my expenses as business purchases, then I won't have to pay tax on it on my income statement. You know, it will show my net profit is lower. So that means I have a lower taxable amount at the end of the day. You see, a millionaire makes more money per year from just being tax efficient. So therefore, all of their effort goes towards just tax efficiency. You know, how can I not pay taxes on anything that I buy or invest in? And if they have a business justification for that, for everything they buy, you know, every meal that they go out to is a client dinner. Every um, trip they go on to, it has some sort of business um, business goal in mind. Everything you do can be tax deductible. Unlike us salary workers, where everything we do, we have to pay taxes on it. When you run a business, everything you do is tax deductible. Now, billionaires play a different game. Where it's all cute that the millionaires can make an extra 200, 300, 500,000 is a year from just being more tax efficient. Billionaires can make an extra 2 million, 3 million, 10 million dollars a year just from being what I call politically efficient. Now you're starting to see the genius of being a billionaire. You see, a billionaire, the reason why they lobby so much and donate so much to political elections and have high political contributions and donate to these charities that are ran by political people, the reason they do that is because they get a ruthless return from it. You know, if you are um, 
one of the people who have a lot of your capital assets within the oil industry, then it makes a lot of sense to have a very luxurious relationship with the mayor of that city, with the state senators, with the governor, maybe. Because that way, when a bill is about to go through um, Congress, when it's about to hit the House of Representatives and go through the Senate, making sure that that bill doesn't affect you negatively by saying you can't pollute in a certain place or saying that you have to hit different environmental um, um, environmental uh, bars in your business, being able to scathe off all of these different legislations or being able to lower the amount of taxes you have to pay can pay off tremendously in dividends. So one of the craziest things that happening in this election cycle is there's two billionaires on the Democratic side. One of them, Tom Steyer, he has about a billion to two billion dollars net worth. And the other one is Michael Bloomberg, which has a 50 billion dollar net worth. And we're seeing spend hundreds of millions of dollars. And he hasn't even been on a debate stage and he's pulling up to like five to 10 percent in some instances. Trump's billion net worth is only around two billion dollars. This guy is like a legit, like one of the top 20 richest people in the U.S. So why is he spending a hundred billion dollars running for president? I'll give you a little taste of the reason. One name recognition. There is no better way to run to build a celebrity and buy yourself as a national celebrity as running for president. You now have an excuse to go on every talk show. You have an excuse to appear on every TV ad and it puts your name and associates it with someone who wants to help and improve the economy. So running for president is a great way for personal brand, especially if you have a brand to sell. Bloomberg has his own like financial news center. He has his own financial products. A lot of stock analysts, they use Bloomberg tools to basically assess the financial markets. He's basically a household name if you're someone who's into stocks or into finance. Literally just him edging up his name recognition is a similar to Coca-Cola buying Super Bowl ads. It's very similar to something one like Kellogg's trying to be on every commercial. Getting name recognition and making Bloomberg a household name will make sure that if you're someone in the financial world or you're someone who's coming up there, you see Bloomberg and you know that that name is one of the highest, most respected names ever. What it also allows him it is, is it gives him political leverage. Now, all of a sudden, he's building all these political connections even more than he had before, and he'll be able to start to influence laws at an even higher rate than he has before. So if there's anybody who's trying to put pressure on capital businesses by, you know, uh, Bernie Sanders wants to have a capital income gains tax and raise it to the normal tax level that you pay on income tax. By him influencing the elections, now he's able to divert the legislation attention to another area of the economy. So he can basically divert it from talking about Wall Street to talk about climate change. And you're seeing this notion where the Democrats used to be 
basically obsessed with Wall Street last time. Now they haven't even touched it at all. They haven't even mentioned the word Wall Street once at all. And you're starting to think, hmm, why is that? Why is the political conversation changing away from that? Billionaires are playing a different game. You keep the government happy and you keep your bank account happy. At different levels in physics, the actual physics change. You see, when it comes to quantum physics, that's really just the study of everything small. Because as things get small, like atom size small, the actual physics that you expect to observe in that sort of world is actually different. And I would say the same thing is when money gets really big. The actual physics of what happens with your money at the millionaire status and the billionaire status is very different. Now, how do we get to that millionaire status? I would say that the physics that you possess that happen in your world due to your income is different from all the other incomes. Whether you're making $10,000, $20,000, $40,000, $100,000 a year, you have to understand your specific barriers around you and understand how that money works and is most efficient for your bracket. Unfortunately, the things that make a millionaire make money being super tax efficient isn't necessarily going to make you the same amount of money at your level. So understanding at your level what's the best ways to make money and become that CEO salary status or become that person that has multiple sources of income, that's what's going to help you break to the next level. So billionaires, guess what? They think about money a lot differently than you do. And in some ways, that's a bad thing. But some ways, it's not that bad of a thing. Figure out the ways in your tax bracket, the way that people have broken out. And I can assure you, Flight Crew, your net worth will grow in 2020 and beyond. And as always, the best and most brightest investors are the uneducated ones. Why is that? That is because the uneducated investor, they never stop learning. The Uneducated Investor Podcast.